Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point process, online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter, and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. Dave, we're back to The Boiling Point, and we have somebody that we've had on once before, but uh, I think uh, it'll be a fun little challenge out to our audience uh, for them to go find the first time we've had Matt Sims from Simplicity on, because I am convinced that he's somewhere down, down the line in year one, probably in the episode 30s area uh, is my guess. And, so, and I'll just search as we're talking because because <laughs> you you have hit us like square right where it hurts. Square, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just so, like, no, we would we we we, so, <laughs> we certainly couldn't have missed this. So, but thank you for coming on again. Thank you, Matt. And um, yeah, and Matt and I ran each other in Halifax at a workshop. Um, we had a quick conversation. And he said, hey, let's get, I got some things I want to talk to you guys about. And, and ha- here he is right here. So, Look at that. Yeah. So what? So do, and we know you. Um, our audience knows you from the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so but why don't you reintroduce yourself to all the new listeners in year two, three, four, five. Sure. Matt Sims, founding partner at uh, Simplicity Designs. Uh, we help guide clients through the messy middle, help them scale, help them grow, help them uh, get outside themselves and see uh, what's possible. Nice. And uh, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you've worked with uh, the guys and Hemings House certainly has uh, I as well. And uh, you guys have a have a deep rooted history in this knowledge of, uh, of, of you know, helping companies figure out processes uh, and whatnot. And, you know, with your father, like uh, Simplicity has just been, I don't know, a number six years old-ish? Well, six and a half years Six now, and a half yeah. years. And, uh, yeah. But um, Merv has been doing this for, for many years before too. What, t- oh, no good Lord, look found. at this. Oh my goodness. I remember recording you. Oh, so uh, I. I, I found it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we didn't find it. Oh my God. You didn't find it. No, this is terrible. Yeah. So, we're going to keep it searching while we talk. <laughs> I apologize, but we're just, you know, as you know, this is a very real kind of authentic gritty podcast. Absolutely. I understand. And we're not, we're not going to be around this. I get it. I would be too. We're not going to BS anyone. If we screwed up, we'll take it on the chin. Um, yeah. So what, so, so since we last talked that, you know, no one has can find, um, what is new and exciting in, in your world in Simplicity Design's world? Well, you know, we, uh, we, we've, we've spent a lot of time helping a lot of organizations uh, find a better way. And we're starting to really transition instead of just uh, an enabler. Um, we're, we're starting to dip our toes into buying companies and taking it to the next level that way. We've had a lot of success. 
Um, and but I think the other side of that is at the end of the day, we are helping other people build castles and build the region. Uh, but what we do is extremely hard to, uh, to 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 keep people engaged in for the long term. I mean, Greg, you dipped your toes into it, but I mean, it relies on a company that really wants to 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 drive it, and that relies on a certain type of leader. So we're sort of uh, spending at least as much of our time talking about what could be possible as we are rolling up our sleeves and doing the work. And, yeah. so and why don't we, we just pause we, pause it for a second for the yeah. listeners not fully understanding who Simplicity is because um, and, and the types of, of firms that you work with, you know, yeah. um, f- from, you know, there might be a company that's a little too small that you find is successful, you know, to successfully do it, or it might be a large, massive organization that might be more fitting. What it, let our audiences understand the product and the service oh. that you guys are delivering. Yeah, so I mean, if I if I boil this down to the simplest bit, we we help organizations make choice, and then we help them execute on that choice. And so everybody that I've talked to who's running a business or a not for profit organization is trying to accomplish something, and there is a better way to do that. Um, you know, if you're trying to move a massive rock, you can choose to strap on a bunch of ropes and with a bunch of people and try and do it that way, or you can try and find leverage points like you know wheels and stuff like that. So there's, there's better ways to do things. Um, Bismarck said any idiot can learn from their own mistakes. Um, but it takes someone with a a special intellect to learn from other people's mistakes. So how do we, how do we help organizations not have to run into the same mistakes that other ones already have on the path? And so it doesn't matter if you're a two person PR firm, if you're a 10 person firm, if you're a hundred million dollar company, if you're a multi-billion dollar company, uh, we've worked with all of them, uh, some more successfully than others. And, you know, the, the, the radical candor of being in business for six and a half years is you go through the ebbs and flows of what you think success is, uh, and then you get to deal with what success really is, which means you keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Keep going and try and grow it. So, so. And, and I find it really, um, you know, actually quite inspiring to think that you're actually, so, you, so part of it is not just coming in, helping an organization and, and disappearing. Um, and hoping that they keep it going is there, there is yeah. an option for, for some, you know, to take some equity or be in it or, or actually full out buy it if you're seeing that as potential. So that, that is, that's a cool model. I like that model a lot, yeah. man. And it's like, it's, it just talks it, about heavily invested you're willing yeah. to get. And that that's there's, cool. there's nothing to my mind right now that speaks to belief in what you do than, you know, taking a stance like that. Yeah, and we've we've seen some who have decided to really take this and go with it and what they can do, but it's it's a choice, right? Like it's it's not the only way to manage. There's lots of ways to manage. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we happen to be partial to the methodology we sell to help you get unstuck. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of ways to get to nine, and so you you got to pick the mistake most organizations make. You know, too many of them die of indigestion, not starvation. Uh, they, they try to do three or 10 things at once instead of getting really good at one and profiting from the core and growing in that way. Hmm. They're, they're trying to always tackle too much. And, you know, if, if you've got an entrepreneurial mindset, like I know Greg does a good team around you to, to pull you back. Otherwise, you're going to start 20 things. and You're going to finish maybe one of them. Right. That's me, too. That's Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does that come from in your mind, Matt? Like in your experience, what, what, what is, well, how does that? You got to have a bit of moxie and a bit of confidence to start anything. And you got to say yes and to get it started. 
And then once you get to a certain level, you got to go, uh, yes, but only this. And then you have to say, okay, I got to move from the artist to the soldiers and I got to get the soldiers to, I mean, it's, it's a transition. And there's, there's a certain set of thinking that gets you going. There's another set of thinking that gets you scaling. And then there's another set of thinking for the exit. And it's, it's not the same thinking. And I was going to say, it may not be the same person. Often not. No, no, often it isn't. Often it isn't. Uh, And I think entrepreneurs would be well uh, served by stepping back and asking themselves what they want. Because if that's unclear, you're bound to run ruckshot in your whole business. Because you're changing your mind on what you want every day, which has a ripple effect on growth, etc. And so I really think it's a it's an important thing for entrepreneurs to step back and go, what is success for me? You know, wh- what is that? And there's, you know, my my grandfather was a roofer. He ran a roofing company. He grew it to be uh, grew it to be seven trucks. Hired most of the family, and then blew it up and went back. And you know, he did quite well in life, but he didn't do well in that sort of in between phase. And if you'll, if you'll let me expand on that just for a second, yeah, there's, there's sort of that zero to $1.5 million of revenue you get into. And then there's that $1.5 to $5 million, which is, that's where 84% of businesses die. That's the scaling. It's damn hard. Uh, most don't make it to the other side. And then a $5 million plus business has a whole bunch of other problems. And I'm not talking construction businesses, because if it's construction business, just times 10. But if you get in there, there's three distinct stages of a business and they need totally different leadership. And the entrepreneur has got to decide, are are they going to evolve faster than the business or are they going to grow it to a certain point and then play a role? Are they going to grow it to a certain point and sell it? And that's all of those are good, good options. All of those are great options. But if you stick in between one of those two, you're going to get yourself in a pile of trouble. Hmm. Why don't you expand more on that if you get stuck between... Let's make make up a, a scenario, because sure. that's really because a lot of entrepreneurs are listening to this podcast and probably have considered a number of those different options. And entrepreneurs, like you mentioned earlier, seem to try to do a lot of things at once. And uh, so let, let's go down that path a little are bit. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. Are you questioning uh, my wild? Uh, <laughs> no, I just, I'm just thinking of our conversations <laughs> over the last couple hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, the entrepreneur sees it from the customer's perspective. Um, they see they can solve the problem. They're, they're optimistic about what level of resources it takes to solve that problem. Uh, they almost always get gross margin or profitability wrong in that initial sprint. But in the early days when you have five, six, seven people, we all know what we're trying to do. We're all on the bus. We're all driving it hard. Uh, everybody knows everybody. There's no problem of perception in reality. Uh, we're all trying to make this thing work. We stumble together. We succeed together. It's a different business. Um, and we stumble upon a little bit better way to do it. Uh, the ones who get really good at it understand how to drive a very, very, very successful, profitable firm somewhere between one and 1.6 million. And they make really, really good margins on it. Uh, once you dance in past 1.6 million, there's a whole management layer that comes in. There's, you move from reality to perception. You're into, you're into 12 to 30 people. You're, you're, it's almost like you're managing three worlds. You need that management layer of HR. You, you need a little bit more formalization. The most important uh, or the most critical thing that happens in that venture is between about 2.5 and 5 million, you need all the infrastructure of 5 million and you can't afford it. So how are you going to support it? Great point, man. Like, uh, yeah, 100%. Because we've floated in that area for a a long time. It's like, 
you're not making enough to be able to afford the support to keep yep. growing. So it's almost like at that 1.5 to 2 uh, is probably the hardest part that a company can be in uh, because of what you said. Bones here at 3, you got a little bit more margin to invest in the in the growth and that innovators gap that I continually, you know, reference. You know, they, you, you almost get it and you see the way to get over it. But yeah, no, that's cool. Um, well, I mean, Greg Crabtree writes a book called Simple Numbers. Uh, the first 60 pages are pretty much must read for entrepreneurs. That and the E-Myth, they're probably two books that I would suggest anybody who's running a business should take a look at. But Greg Crabtree will call, uh, you know, right around 1.5 million, start building the reserves. That's where it's the most profitable it'll ever be. Because you, the most profitable per job it'll ever be. Because you don't need any of the management layer to be very successful. Between 2.5 and 3.5 million is called the black hole. That's <laughs> where most of them die. Wow. Because that's the hardest transition point. Uh, and then uh, between 3.5 and 5, you're still on a race to 5 because you need all of the supporting infrastructure. And, I, you know, it, it, it's buildings. It's, it's, it's strategy meetings. It's, it, you know, it's all the stuff that you don't need to do before then because everybody just knows and, you know, you, you can do strategy over a glass of wine at your favorite restaurant for two hours on a, on a Friday afternoon when you're when you're seven of you. And it's great. You're all excited. You're jazzed up. You go, you get on your 90 day sprint. Um, you get going. But beyond that, you, there's a whole communication level and there's a whole alignment. And all of that takes way more effort and time than any entrepreneur gives it credit for. And that's the transition of an entrepreneur. Right. And, and the best way I've hit it, I've, I've heard it. How can you really expect to 10x your business if you can't 10x yourself <laughs> good point yeah good point to 10x yourself would be kind of neat or would Start it with <laughs> you better be ahead of your business or it's going to be fun yeah. yeah 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 so so let's talk about the different types of leaders you're looking at a different in the different um you know like a, you, you, so basically an entrepreneur uh, i'm guessing is is um you know great at the startup great at the initial you know getting into the marketplace taking that you know, building a bit of a brand, probably the brand is them, right? Yeah. Um, and then they get to this, they get to, they hit the 1.5 threshold. What, what kind of leadership takes over there? And, you know, and then, and then what happens after your, you know, your five, six million? Well, it, it doesn't move as fast then. Um, and, and it really requires an understanding of what, what are you, how do you win in the market and have you really secured enough contracts at the right rate to drive the right profitability with the right consistency? And this is generally when an entrepreneur gets bored. They've already done this. They don't want to do it 3,000 times to make the money they need to for the next bid. So they start looking for something else to do. And this is where you need, you know, Michael Gerber will call it the, the entrepreneur, the manager, the technician. Right. And most companies are actually started by technicians who leave a boss and start a company because they don't like what their bosses did. That technician runs into trouble as soon as it gets to a certain size because it's no longer about the job, it's about the schedule. And so whenever you get into that 1.5 million, it becomes less about the idea and less about the execution of the job and more about the execution of the schedule. And then it's all it's all spreadsheets and math. And that's you know, that's where a manager with a bit of speed can really flourish. Bit of speed, though. Yeah. What's an, an example? I don't know if we could reference real examples, or not, but where do, where do the two intersect nicely? Or does one have to move aside? I mean, do you, is it a, no. is it a, you know, a leader I mean, and a 2IC, like a visionary and an executor? Sorry? You need all three around the table. 
I mean, you can't ever lose all three if you're going to grow a business because the entrepreneur is always watching out for the market. The technician's always talking about the shape of the tools and the manager's always talking about the risk, right? So you need those perspectives, whether they're people or their perspectives or their, or their outside influences. You know, a lot of people who don't have a customer viewpoint bring in a customer board. Just ask their top three or four customers to come in and talk about all the problems and challenges they're having working with you. So you're talking about how does the transition come? The transition really comes when you say, okay, what does this thing look like 10 years from now? Therefore, what's it got to look like a year from now? And what is the formal, dogmatic 90-day plan, one after another, to get it done? And this is where the entrepreneur starts to glaze and go, for Christ's sakes, can't we just get it done? And this is where the manager gets really excited but won't let you move. And this is where the technician is already sharpening the tools. So you need some, somebody in there to keep the momentum going and not get bored, <laughs> right? And that's a lot of times when we come in and work with a company who's sitting somewhere in that ugliness between 1.5 and 5 million, a lot of it is just giving them the confidence to do the one thing. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm, I'm smiling too. I, because- I'm just, you know, and partly <laughs> I'm thinking is uh, I'm thinking of your father and some of the times I've listened to him in the past and, and, uh, and, and just there's, those catchphrases are so beautiful. Yeah, you guys. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it, similar style. It, it, for sure. It's, but it, the other neat thing is that you've got you've had so much experience working with these. Like I, I just you've got such a knowledge base uh, of these experiences, and what you're listing out is ringing true to so many of my realities. You know, like oh yeah. Of course. Yeah, I, yeah, Matt. Matt's talking yeah. about me right now. This is amazing. <laughs> How the heck does he know? Well, because you see trends, right? And uh, uh, I and, mean, at, at the end of the day, Greg, I've had the you know I've had the honor of working with over three hundred and fifty businesses under the hood. I've worked deeply with fifty-five on year and a half to three-year transformation. So while everybody else gets the honor of producing a widget of some sort or a service of some point. I, I've just spent the last, well, you know, spent the last seven years, but even well before that, underneath the hood of organizations. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always, the one thing I've learned, the one thing I think I've learned over the last seven years is, you know, Brene Brown has an excellent three-minute clip where she quotes Teddy Roosevelt about the man in the arena. Um, and I love what she does in that three-minute clip because Seven years later, I have way more respect for those who are getting up every day trying to create. They're, they're, they're in the arena trying to make something happen. I don't care what size it is. I'm, that's where I want to spend my time. I want to spend my time with those people who are trying to make a difference. And I love what she says about those who are sitting in the cheap sheets. If you're not also in the arena with me, I don't give a shit about your opinion. And, and, and I side with that. I don't, I don't actually want it. I really don't. It has no value because you don't know what it's like. You have no clue. You have opinions. Great. But unless you've been there and you've done it and you've done it a few times, I'm probably, you're probably going to get all of my smiles and none of my time. <laughs> Very clear. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and as, you know, and as, as someone in the ring swinging, uh, we both are in many, in many ways. Sports reference. Um, yeah. It's, you know, no, it's, it's, it's good because, you know, and and but there's something about that too, which is um, it's letting go of of even any consideration uh, that others may have of you, or trying to live up to others' uh, perception yeah. or what you feel their perceptions or what you feel that that you think you should be in their eyes. And 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 yeah. to me, that that idea of letting go 
is really freeing and uh, and it's a struggle because you know it's you know because you know what you want to be and and then but but you know what doesn't no one really cares <laughs> actually at the end of the day really no. to be honest with you yeah. uh, other yeah. than people the closest to you that are going to cherry on no matter what that's right? A, that's, right. A, that's a and then really the other cool. people who are going to use your service for a period of time uh, to make a step change themselves right Right. It, it is so fleeting. I mean, the other part that she says in there, you know, short of making this a Brene Brown love fest, um, she, but I, I think that three minute clip, every entrepreneur should 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 listen to it. Uh, but she she also, you know, basically says the only guarantee once you get in the arena is that you're going to get your ass kicked. That's it. <laughs> there's no promise of success. There's nothing. And, you know, some of the books that are so important for entrepreneurs to read, I think there's some real ones coming out now. There's a new one out on Mark Randolph did one on Netflix, which is awesome because he talks about the real build of Netflix. And he talks the difference between the myth of of what went on versus what really happened. And he, he, he says, you know, the myth is great. That's fun. It's a story. It's easy for people to remember, but it's not what happened. And here's the here's the real story as they were flying around, you know, as they were thinking about, you know, mail order shampoo and then worried about Netflix being too porny of a, of a title or a name and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, and then there's there's uh, Phil Knight's book on Nike, Shoe Dog. Um, it it's unbelievable because it 90 percent of the book is all about what it was like to rob Peter to pay Paul just to try and make it through that ridiculous time of when he had no money. Right. And and. Ben Horowitz writes a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things, and he goes through this two-page rant, and he's talking about how hard it is to be an entrepreneur, and then you're waiting, you're hoping that it ends, right? You're waiting for the hero's journey, you're waiting for the success on the other end, and the last line is, and you probably won't make it. (laughs) Jesus, man, like, can you give me something? You'll probably get your ass kicked. (laughs) And you're not going to make it. Um, (laughs) I'm like, wow, inspiration 101 right there. Okay, now let's get back to creating. No, but you know what? I I do find that inspiring to hear Mm. the struggles and the plights because it makes you feel like, okay, I'm not the only one feeling this way. And and the challenge that I, you know, and probably one of the reasons, and Greg kind of gives me a bit of a hard time about not being on Facebook, is I find that just Facebook is just everyone's best self, um, you know, amplified a million times. And I just... I, yeah. I I don't like I don't feel as inspired. Not to say it's not good stuff going on there, but I love the real stories. Like I like you know that's what I love about coaching is is people will be vulnerable and they'll say, well, this is what's really going on, you know. And you go, oh, okay, okay, and and it's you know very helpful. It's cathartic in some way. Question though, uh, so that's a, a statement around this, and and it's, for me, I find very inspiring. Do you do you blog at all, Matt? Do you have? Uh, I I have a whole bunch that I haven't posted. Um, and we're just starting to get into the game of, of uh, putting our content out there. We're, we're actually going to go and launch an online course to make our stuff more accessible. Oh, geez. Um, we, we should, and we should, that should be out in the next month. We should get someone um, to talk just, to you about that. that. Hey, What's we, that? we just interviewed a, fa- a fascinating guy who's, yeah. who's doing in Ireland. things in yeah, Ireland uh, uh, yeah. through, through online learning. But here, you know, the reason I was going to, uh, well, so a uh, thing I'd like, I mean, a guy that reads like you and you're, you're referencing all these books, I mean, you need to help us understand, see these books and, and write them down or share one a week or whatever because you could probably go on for 10 years that way um, because there's a lot of good books that you're recommending that I, and I always appreciate when someone shares like, hey, you got to read this. Um, I read a lot of crap, so I, I only bring up the stuff that that is that is decent and real. I it, there's there's another book called The Messy Middle. It's a great great title, 
and it's also a great book. Yeah. Uh, and what I've found, you know, I got that two and a half hour drive between Moncton and Halifax often. So Audible's become my new best friend. Damn. And because you can only listen to the same song on the music station for so long. Yeah. Plus, you know, I don't know if you've done that drive often, but between Truro and Moncton, there's not a lot there. Oh, it's yep. boring, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yep. you're right. Stretch the highway yeah. out there. Uh, Audible is truly uh, a game changer. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, one other yeah, thing, another, another, speaking of books, uh, what was has always been inspirational for me is when, uh, in Good to Great, when they talk about 10 years to be an overnight success. And I just, I love that concept yeah. as well. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a reminder of the struggle and, and, you know, these things don't happen. But for some reason, we want to create the Facebook version of, you know, everything that just happened so quickly and it was miraculous and everyone was happy and hugging along the way. And, and it's like, ah, how come my journey's not the same? And, you know, you wonder how many people oh, struggle with that, right? Yeah. And I've, I've made a commitment to myself, especially over the last two years. Uh, this, this game is hard. It's way harder if you think everybody else is doing it easier. Yes. And, and nobody has made more mistakes with cash and people and disposition than me at our organization. No one. No one. I mean, we've blown money on, on the stupidest things you can imagine that have gotten no return, but they were brilliant ideas in the moment. Oh, I think we can And relate. somehow I convinced people to spend money on, you know, I, I probably shouldn't bring them up because they're close <laughs> to New Brunswick home, but, but we've, we have invested over $800,000 and I got to say in, in local companies, and if I could just have it back and go to Vegas and put it on six black, that would be less painful. <laughs> Really would be. <laughs> oh, but I, one I, of them might I, pay off, I, and if it does, I'll come back and tell you the story and tell you the real story, not yeah. the Facebook version. No, no we, we'd appreciate that, yeah. and, and, and I, appreciate your your candor. I love it, Thank and, you. and I think it's really interesting too. Like uh, your model uh, of you know going in investing in companies, maybe so, certain companies that might not be able to afford you, but are really want you guys embedded. Uh, yep. How about as a closing, why don't you just uh, talk about that? Because that's a really cool model that probably not a lot of entrepreneurs think about. That and, that, and how do people reach out and find to simplicity, out more of course, and, yeah, yeah. and actually yeah. say, hey. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I'm a firm believer that if you don't have skin in the game, you, you, you really shouldn't be offering an opinion because, you know, the, the classic thing with, and that's why we don't use the C word, uh, consultants. Uh, we, we, we call ourselves organizational designers on purpose because consultants are notorious for giving you a report uh, that tells you what your watch could have told you. And so, you know, that's, we've always prided ourselves on being able to tangibly show results. Uh, the, the issue, of course, is that the world changes. And so we looked at it and said, we really need to be in there longer than a six to 18 month uh, engagement if we're going to have a long lasting, meaningful impact. And so we started to say, how do we engage in a way where we can share in the long-term gains? And so we look for vulnerable, confident, and competent leaders to invest in. Uh, anybody that's type A pounding their chest saying, look what I did, we're probably a few years from being able to help you. And you got to go through one of those, uh, one of those significant emotional events in life where, <laughs> where you realize that there's problems and you have them too. We're looking for the right leader in resilient type industries, not, not the fly by night, not the ones where we're headed on this ridiculous unicorn venture of trying to get to $500 billion and an exit on what may or may not be real. 
right? We're not looking for the next WeWork. We're, we're, we're looking for something that has some anti-fragility to it and that we, we are fully willing to put skin in the game. And that may come in services, that may come in cash, um, that may come, I don't care what it is. And we've had a lot of success with small service companies, really helping them find their run rate at one to 1.6 million and just let's stay there. And then we've had a lot of success with manufacturing companies that are over 5 million. And those are the fun ones to really work with. They're not my favorite clients. My favorite clients are the, are, are, you know, the education system and the stuff that really makes a long-term difference. But that's, that, that's how we're playing with them now. So mm-hmm. money or advice or uh, real systemic change, we're interested in a conversation. So how do you get a hold of us? Uh, you know, our website looks like a hiking website. I can say that because I made it. You go to it <laughs> and you get the top of a rock. So, you know, at least you, at least you acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, well, you know what? That's awesome because now how many people are going to check it out? So what's, what's the URL? Yeah, but it's it's it, the the real truth of it is if you if, if you email info at simplicity.ca, um, you'll you'll end up uh, in my inbox because they all still come to me. Um, and we learned another lesson: don't get cute with a name unless you're willing to pay a lot of money for the name that's not cute. So we had to pay a lot of money in year two for simplicity with an I. Okay, our- I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you about that. I was gonna, is that S Y M or S I M? So yeah, that'd be the the way we've done it. But yeah, ah, do you know what? That's that's good, man. That does not look yeah, like a no. hiking website. That's just a beautiful mountain. Look, and a gorge. It looks like is that the Newfoundland? Uh, <laughs> Or is that? <laughs> but it's still, a great, it's still a great way to describe <laughs> it, Matt. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, hey, but before we end, huge yeah. apology for the screw up on our end. With yeah, apparently. Like one. we, we, we spent cow. a half hour together before, yeah, uh, and yeah. I didn't realize. I had no idea. Well, we I need just, to look back in our archives because. It's got to be there. E- either the file crazy. didn't, it's very possible the file just got lost. But you know what? Thank you for coming on again <laughs> and recognizing our, that we're I'm getting, just, a, I'm just laughing because we're getting our bo- ass kicked. The, in the boiling the point <laughs> needs simplicity to come in and get our processes <laughs> down. I think. You, you know what guys, Actually, um, to be, if I can just say this, uh, this version of me seven years later has been hit a lot harder from a lot different angles and has a, you know, we have to have a confident disposition to help companies navigate uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll bring that to your organization, mm-hmm. but I'm not in a place where I don't understand how hard it is. We've tried and failed a number of times to grow ours over the 35, 40. So I know what it's like to try and get through there. Um, that one is probably a different version of me, a much more confident uh, version on our first plunge into growth. I've been hit by that stick a few times. It'd be kind of funny to put it out and go, hmm. Let's change. <laughs> <laughs> is, that re- is that shit really real? Or did we get real here? So, Hey, well, listen, you thank you. And no, and, and your humility is coming across to me for sure. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, and that's what people want. They want people that to be around people that can relate to their experiences. You know what I mean? So You know what? I, I want to chat with people who've made mistakes and well, have learned from them and grown. Yeah. That's and what do you want to do next? Right on. So, Good to, for you. Yeah. To, total uh, uh, reversal sale on you. Um, yeah. uh, November 1st. <laughs> November ah. 1st, the boiling point process is coming to Moncton, to the Tide and Bore. And if you've got any of your staff that are looking, like you mentioned about the blogging and the podcasting and being heard in a noisy market, um, we, Dave and I have a, a full day workshop 
on that very topic and why it's important to have to empower employees to figure this stuff out, to own the brand, to be able to talk about the brand, to blog about the brand, podcast about the brand, be heard authentically. So check it to take a look. And I'm actually speaking this out to the whole audience. Boilingpointprocess.com uh, goes right to the event, right? That would assume that we actually get this out properly. <laughs> <laughs> On time. <laughs> yes. On making time. big assumptions here, Dave. <laughs> oh man. Matt. Awesome. Hey man, it's been so fun talking. We're, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to send a note about, um, a list of books if yeah. I can to you separately. And, uh, yeah, let's keep the conversation going. I hope we get to chat in a whole bunch of different ways. And, um, awesome. I got a bunch of suggestions for you on future guests if you want, cause I know that people have gone through this. Beautiful. So, oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, totally. All, All right. right, brother. Thanks so awesome. much, man. Have a good one, man. Okay, Matt. Take care. See you, Matt. Cheers. See okay, you. bye. And now it's time for the Boiling Point Takeaways. Um, what, uh, I mean, you know, in terms of takeaway, what it was, you know, so exciting to hear a company that is willing to invest in and put some skin in the game and believe in their process to the degree. Yeah, I think and, I, yeah, it's I mean, really it, cool. Oh man, yeah. it's, it's like, it's appealing. And, uh, yeah. And you know, Matt better than I would. Um, but I really appreciate, you know, when he's making Brene, when he's quoting Brene Brown, I mean, that tells you a little bit about the journey he's been on and, um, you and I would both recognize that journey. And so it's, kind of, it's good, good on him. Yeah, to, to completely. And uh, also uh, interesting to note that Simplicity is a B Corp as well. Another one of our New Brunswick B Corps, uh, which is awesome. And uh, I have worked with their team and it's, it is really neat. And I, I'm, I think I'm one of the fails because uh, uh, one of those entrepreneurs that ha- has gone through so m- trying to do so many things at once, knowing full well that we need the processes and there, there are people who work really well with with people like us but it's the onus is on us to continue it and i think what matt was saying that they need like nine months is not enough time or 15 months they they need to invest in in multiple years to see uh real systemic uh change and i think that's probably the interesting takeaway is for us is anytime we invest in a new process or invest in learning a new way of doing things it's not going to work if you don't put it to practice and uh, that's something we, we learn on a regular basis, you know. And, uh, yeah. The other thing is I just absolutely love Matt's quotes. He's got so many good ones. He does. He does. And uh, he should do an online course on remembering kick-ass quotes from great references of pop culture and books. 100%. And then if we can pull out the old um, interview, wouldn't that be cool just to listen and for the differences that he's describing? Yeah, um, we're going to find that episode because... It's got to be out there. Yeah, it's out there. Um, thanks, Matt. Appreciate <laughs> all right. it. And thanks, Dave, Greg. We'll see you again soon, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, do all those things that Greg's about to tell you to do because they are very important, which is subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, go to boilingpointpodcast.com and make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And also, uh, if you're listening to this before November 1st, uh, boilingpointprocess.com, our next big event is going to be in Moncton, New Brunswick. Uh, and it's going to be awesome. So hope to see you all there. And if you've missed it or you couldn't make it, you can also take the online course. We've got the online version that you can also get information at boilingpointprocess.com. And that's it. See you, Dave. Later. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com.
and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.